Your song flows through my lips. Your words move through my hands. Your thoughts stay on my mind. Live in me. Your song flows through my lips. Your words move through my hands. Your thoughts stay on my mind. Live in me. You can have all of me.
is significant to note what Paul says here about living in the Holy Spirit. Now we look inside. And what we see is that anyone united with the Messiah gets a fresh start, is created new. The old life is gone. A new life burgeons. Paul wants us to understand that a new start in life begins with a new perspective on life. Instead of managing our lives from the outside in, Paul encourages us to recalibrate our lives from the inside out with Jesus at the center. Now, please don't think that this is an easy thing to do. It demands a change in our thinking from the worldly to the spiritual. Worldly thinking says that life is about us and what happens to us. But spiritual thinking re-educates us and helps us to understand that life is not about what happens to us, but about how we deal with what happens to us. Understand this, my brothers and sisters, while the particulars may differ from person to person, the truth is what happens to us in life is what happens to everybody else. We come into the world, we live, we face various types of trials, we either succumb to them or we overcome them, and then we leave this life and try the realities of another world. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 10 and 13, no test or temptation that comes your way is beyond the course of what others have had to face. In other words, you ain't going through nothing that ain't nobody else gone through. I know we like to think that it's unique to us, but it's simply not true. That's worldly thinking. But when we're going through what we are going through, that's where spiritual thinking can help us. As Paul continues his thought on what we are facing, he tells us that it's important to know how to deal with it and over. Come. He says, all you need to remember is that God will never let you down. He'll never let you be pushed past your limit. He'll always be there to help you come through it. That, my brothers and sisters, is the difference between outside-in living and inside-out living. When we abandon worldly living for spiritual living, our perspective changes and the quality of our lives becomes better. Too often, we try to evaluate spiritual things with human understanding. 
But for the one who's willing to let go of human understanding and embrace spiritual insight, there is the promise of unity with Jesus. And unity with Jesus promises something better than anything worldly living can offer. It offers much-needed hope to a fallen humanity, to the one who's caught up in self-destructive behavior. It says you don't have to destroy yourself. To the racist, it says, you can be liberated from your self-imposed prison of hate. To the one for whom life has not met expectations, it says you can be delivered from your disappointment and your depression. There is a new and better life to be found when we embrace inside-out living as opposed to outside-in living. Text comes from 2 Corinthians, a, a Pauline epistle. Paul had experienced great frustration with the Corinthian church. He had organized the church. He had personally baptized many of its members. And so he had a deep love and concern for the church. But the church at Corinth had been ensnared by a worldly culture. Corinth was the home of the temple of Aphrodite, the Greek goddess of love. And many of the people in the Christian church had once worshipped the goddess Aphrodite. And as is common with a lot of us, when they came to the church, they brought some of their old ways with them. Now, my brothers and sisters, we must never forget that inside-out living demands that we restrict our embrace of culture. There's nothing wrong with knowing about and celebrating our culture. Nothing wrong with Afrocentric culture, nothing wrong with regional culture, nothing wrong with family culture and tradition. In proper quantities, culture adds flavor to our worship of Christ. But if we are not careful, we will let too much culture into the worship, and it loses its efficacy. When we become spiritly, the Spirit provides for us a more excellent way. And our churches would be stronger and our communities would be better if we would loosen our grip on culture and tighten our grip on Jesus. More than being overly influenced by culture, the church had also been seduced by people who were interested in ruining Paul's reputation. False teachers had poisoned many of the minds in the church against Paul. And as a result, they mistreated him. They accused him of having false motives. But to his credit, Paul never stopped loving the church. He never stopped praying for the church. He never stopped trying to feed them the word of God. 
My brothers and sisters, when we practice inside-out living, we won't let the way folk treat us dictate the way we treat them. Jesus taught us to love people even when they do us wrong. Jesus taught us to treat our neighbor right even when they're trying to destroy us. Jesus taught us to pray for those who would use us and persecute us. Outside-in living lets us be nice to folk who are nice to us. But it takes inside-out living to rise above human weakness and human tendencies and treat people better than they treat us. If we let Jesus guide us, then even when folk mistreat us, we can smile and say, I'm going to love you anyhow. Even though many in the church had mistreated Paul, Paul continued to love them and instructs them in inside-out living. He tells them about the joy that is available to them when they're linked up with Jesus. Anyone united with the Messiah gets a fresh start, is created new. The old life is gone, a new life burgeons. Well, how is that possible, Paul? It's possible because all this comes from God, who settled the relationship between us and him and then called us to settle our relationships with each other. Church, no matter what's going on, in our lives today. We need to know that there are good things prepared for those who will live inside out with Christ at the center. First of all, inside out living gives us a new outlook. The word tells us that when we look at life the way Christ does, then we understand that the quality of our lives is determined by our outlook. There are some folk who see God in everything, while there are other folk who can't see God in nothing. And if you can't see Jesus in your life, if you don't know him for yourself, then this world can destroy you. If you can't see Jesus, you'll find yourself in a situation where it looks like there is no way out. But when you become a new creature in Christ, then you can look beyond conditions and you can see Jesus making a way out of no way. In school, they taught me to analyze things historically and politically and economically and psychologically and socially. But under the auspices of the Holy Spirit, I learned that there's something better than all of that. After all these disciplines have spoken, God's word still has something to say. I see the fear 
in our community over the things that are going on. But beyond all of that, above all of that, I see Jesus making a way out of no way. I hear him say, I am the vine. You are the branches. If you abide in me and my word abides in you, then you can ask what you will and it shall be done for you. I hear him say, in this world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Men and women need a new outlook that goes beyond the things of this world. Men and women need an inside-out perspective. And it comes when you put Jesus at the center. Then inside-out living gives us a new purpose. You know, a lot of us today do a whole lot of running around. But the truth is we ain't going nowhere. We're not doing anything because we have no purpose to our living. Oh, you go to a lot of places. Baby, I got to go here. As soon as church is over, I'm going over there. But, 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 but all that is stuff. And when you take an honest look at yourself, you'll realize that there's an emptiness in your life that stuff just cannot fill. And you begin to realize that, that you don't know what you are living for. But when you stop looking from the outside in, and when you start looking from the inside out, then you come to know that there's something more to life than the things of this world. Paul will tell us today that without Jesus, he was living for the wrong purpose. I had a good education. I had a promising career. I, I had worldly success, but I didn't have Jesus. And without Jesus in my life, I was wrong when I thought I was right. Without Jesus in my life, I was hurting folk when I thought I was helping folk. But when I met him for myself, he put meaning in my life. When I, when I met him for myself, he gave me a reason to live. And I've decided that to serve the present age, my calling to fulfill. Oh, may it all my powers engage to do the master's will. Shiloh, I'm glad that when you change your perspective, Jesus brings purpose to your life. I ain't living for popularity. I ain't living for what I can get. I, I just want to live for the glory of God. My prayer every day is use me, Lord, in your service. Draw me nearer every day. I'm willing to run all the way. If I falter while I'm trying, don't be angry. Just let me stay. I'm willing to run all the way. Inside out living gives you a new outlook. Inside out living gives you a new purpose. And finally, inside out living gives you certainty about the future. You see, the thing about this burgeoning new life 
is that it constantly reminds me of how distressing this life can be. In this life, folk keep leaving me. My grandmother left me in 1980. Mama went home in 1986. Daddy bid me farewell in 2012. People keep leaving me. And it can cause you to be uncertain about your future. In this life, stuff keeps changing. Friends stop being friendly. Supporters stop being supportive. Loved ones stop being loving. And, and it can cause you to be uncertain about the future. But when I stopped looking from the outside in, and when I started looking from the inside out, I realized that I had something on the inside of me that can hold me when the storms of life are raging. I've got something on the inside of me that keeps joy bells ringing in my heart. I've got something on the inside of me that keeps me standing when others around me are falling. I've got something on the inside of me that dries my weeping eyes. And so I'm certain about my future. I ain't certain about y'all, but I'm certain about Jesus. I ain't certain about how folk gonna feel about me, but I'm certain about Jesus. I know he won't leave me. I know he won't forsake me. I know he'll hold my hand. I know he'll guide my feet. I know he'll pick me up. I know he'll turn me around. And my future is in his hands. Oh, you do know you're going to have to leave here, right? You do know that one by one, we're going to have to cross that chasm that separates time from eternity. You ain't got too much longer. Before this time, another year, I may be dead and gone, but I ain't worried about it. I know where I'm going. Going to a place where the wicked will cease from troubling and the weary will be at rest. I'm going to a place where every day is Sunday and Sabbath has no end. I'm going to a place where everybody says, praise God, praise God, praise God all day long. I'm sure about where I'm going. I used to listen to the deacons pray when I was a boy about, Lord, when I come to the end of the journey, just let me be somewhere around the throne. I ain't worried about somewhere. I put my hand in his hand long time ago when I was six years old. And I've known ever since then, heaven is my home. I ain't somewhere, I'm right down front, sitting in front of Jesus, saying praise God, from whom all blessings flow, praise him.